The message is so simple and obvious today, I probably don't even have to give a homily, but uh, I'm not going to let you off that easy. Um, obviously, uh, centering on forgiveness, but I, I, I think it's good to point out some nooks and crannies here. Um, the first thing is, right, the, the impetus for the, the parable is he is asked by Peter, how often do I need to forgive? As many as seven times? You know, how many, what's the, what's the number? And he says, not seven, but 77, which is to say, and this is using seven as the perfect number, which is to say you, you forgive as many times as you, you have an opportunity. For the Christian, there's no quota on how many times to forgive. For the Christian, that is to be like Christ, forgiveness is simply a way of life. That's what he's trying to get through to us. That this is just how Christians behave, is they forgive. That's what you do. If you're to be my disciples, you need to be one who forgives. Always. 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 And then the parable helps to elucidate why. And it begins with the reality that our debt to God is huge. And there is no way we can pay it back. There's no way that we could possibly do enough to earn forgiveness. And really, forgiveness can't be earned anyway, but there's no way that we could make up to God for all that we've done. We just can't do it. And he knows that. He knew that, which is why he sent his son. I know you can't pay me back. There is no way in justice you can do enough for all you have done. Every single one of us. And I know the little ones, probably a little bit less, but they have time. They'll catch up, unfortunately, because we sin. We just do. And so kind of getting our heads around why ought we forgive? Because we have already been forgiven. And we need forgiveness. What do we deserve from our sins? The Lord has been clear. We deserve death. We deserve damnation. He's clear about this. But he doesn't want that for us. Of course he doesn't, because he loves us. But to preserve, so obviously he's going to be merciful, but to preserve justice and mercy at the same time, you need to make up for the sin and you can forgive. Well, since we can't make up for the sin, he sends his son to do it for us. So Jesus makes up for our sin. Justice is preserved. And so is mercy, perfect justice and perfect mercy. But then the Lord says, well, since I've forgiven you, you need to forgive. And that's difficult. It's difficult for all of us. Now, if you're in a close relationship, if it's, if it's you know, a good friend of yours or, you know, hopefully your spouse or your, your children, you know, you want to fix that, right? I mean, people who are close to us, they offend us, and then we talk to them and and there's apologies, and, and it's, it's good. It's actually, it can really strengthen a relationship. As, as married couples, one of, the, one of the great ways to strengthen your relationship is that dynamic of, of really forgiving and reconciling. Because, of course, you're going to sin against each other. You're going to hurt each other's feelings. There's going to be little things and maybe big things. The way to poison the relationship is to hold on to that unforgiveness and resentment and use it as a weapon to weaponize your hurt against the other. 
And that degrades your relationship. And I think many of us have been in relationships where that happens. And we've certainly seen that in, in if it, well, we've probably seen it in our own relationships, how we can, we can weaponize that resentment and we use it passive aggressively or even just aggressively toward the other until they really feel it, until they really feel how much they hurt me. Then maybe I'll forgive. That is not the way of the Christian. It's also extremely unhealthy for any relationship. So the reality is every single one of us is going to be offended. And that might be real sin, or it may just be offense, which isn't necessarily sin. Just somebody else may do something to us that that bothers us so much, and we hold on to that. And some of us are going to be really, really harmed. You know, and, and even if you're little... You know, the, the stuff that you endure in school and with your friends, it's real. It's real stuff. And it hurts. And as we get older, it still hurts. And sometimes it really, really hurts. And what the Lord tells us is the way to be healed is to, to not be focused on what that other person needs to learn. They need to, to get their justice, their comeuppance. They need to... You know, we need to make sure they get what they deserve. None of that stuff. That's actually none of our business from his perspective. That's his job. He'll figure that out. What he wants us to focus on is being healed. And the way that we are healed is by letting go of that poison. You know, the holding on to that resentment we think is a weapon. I'm not going to forgive until they recognize it. I'm not going to forgive until they apologize. I'm not going to forgive. That is not the way of Christ. And it keeps the poison in us. And it does nothing to them. I mean, sometimes you can leverage that, perhaps, in certain relationships, but those tend to be the relationships that are the closest to us, that we ought not to. Well, we ought not to ever, but certainly not those closest. So a few things about what forgiveness is and what it is not. Forgiveness does not mean that we will be back into relationship with that person. Obviously, if they're close to us, that'll happen. But sometimes relationships have to be broken. And we can still forgive and recognize that it's not good for me to go back to that relationship. I have to keep myself safe. This is you know, particularly true if we've been really harmed by someone else. You don't go back into that relationship. So to forgive doesn't mean to be necessarily reconciled in relationships. Sometimes it does if that's possible. Forgiveness does not necessitate we feel good about it because we usually won't. And one of the difficult things we have to do is understand we are both head and heart. We have both, you know, intellect and we have will and we have emotions. And the emotions play an important role in our lives, but we're usually out of order when they play too much of a role in our lives, when we give them too much weight. Forgiving doesn't feel good, usually. Not at the outset, because we feel like we're giving something up. They deserve punishment, and I'm letting them off the hook. But that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is really letting ourselves off the hook. It's really letting ourselves let go of something that's hurting us. 
We need to let God be the one who brings about justice and allow ourselves to simply let go, make a concrete decision to say, I will let go of this, even though they don't deserve it, and particularly because they don't. That's what makes forgiveness so divine. And this is what Christ calls us to, to be people of forgiveness. Because the reality is we will not get through life without hurting each other, even, you know, the people we love the most. And so to figure out how to do that well, to let go, to make the decision to stop that cancer from growing inside of us emotionally will set us free. And that's what Christ is asking of us today. So perhaps throughout this Mass, I know a lot of people wonder, what do I do when Father says the Eucharistic prayer? I mean, he's just saying the prayer. What do I do? Well, you don't play on your phone. But one of the things that I recommend people do is uh, during the Eucharistic prayer, right, when I'm offering the gifts and I'm offering our prayer together is to have your stuff too that you're offering on the altar. And so maybe today, it's just a suggestion, Think about that person, or maybe two people, or maybe 10, <laughs> depends how long your list is, you know, but maybe just start with one. One person you just have not been able to let it go. Maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your parent, I don't know. And recognize that that is poisonous to hold on to that. And I invite you today to just place that resentment on the altar. And let it be sacrificed. Let it be sacrificed, which is to say, kill it. Let it die and let it go. And live in the freedom that Christ offers. Please stand.